Hey, you're listening to our lunch break podcast by Ben and Paul. All right, we're back. Season two. Season two. Season two. Ben, what are you eating? Uh, so uh, today we have special sponsors. Oh, sponsors? What? Yeah. When did we get those? Um. We actually don't have we those. Don't. <laughs> we were just pretending. But uh, we uh, right now I'm eating a uh, tonkatsu bento from Abe, a uh, local uh, Korean-Japanese fusion place mm, in so Carrollton. Good, dude. So it's good. very delicious. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. In this area. I, I will go there every day, except I always try to go there on a Tuesday, I think, when they're closed, which is really sad. <laughs> I'll show up and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Chick-fil-A, like, going on Sunday <laughs> on accident? No! no. It's devastating, dude. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, Tonkatsu Bento. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They've been around for a while. Pretty solid, you know. Mm-hmm. If, they wanna, if they're listening and, and want to sponsor us, you know. <laughs> this meal has been provided by in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Our in-laws. Our in-laws. It was a long story, but... My mother-in-law also... <laughs> No, literally, literally our in-laws. <laughs> My mother-in-law also cooked up some bulgogi for us, so we're also enjoying that as well. Nice, nice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, we're back with season two. Ben, what, what should we expect from season two? Season two, we're going to kind of narrow our focus a little. Uh, I think we just had so much going on in the first season, and it was really fun. It's really exciting. I think there's just a lot we were going over, mm-hmm. but I think um, we want to kind of narrow the focus a little and be a little bit more intentional with our time mm-hmm. right so I'm uh, gonna be focusing a little bit more on, on uh, ministry and church but also uh, different aspects of Christian faith uh, that we find that pertain to uh, what's going on in, in today's culture mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's gonna be exciting we're taking out and what that does mean though is we are taking out the NBA pods um, as exciting as the NBA has been so exciting. Uh, but uh, we were looking at our, you know, our episodes from last season and realizing that there was so, it was like less than a third of the listens we got from our, um, our, what is it, ministry pods uh, were listened to our NBA pods. So, yeah, so we just decided, okay, people clearly aren't interested in what we have to say <laughs> about the, the National Basketball Association. So we decided, okay, let's just focus on ministry, folk theology, the church, things like that, to see if we can impact um, our listeners in that way. So thank you for those of you who are continuing to listen to us and following us along. Uh, we want to give a special shout-out to our friend Chintography. Yeah. If you need any photos, married, uh, getting married, uh, graduation, uh, just general, maybe private photos for your own private use. Profile pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of things. Headshots uh, if you're an inspiring Oh, yeah, actor. resume, inspiring <laughs> headshots. If you're going to move to L.A. from DFW, whatever the case is, you call Chintography, and that's spelled exactly the way you would think it would be spelled. Chintography, spell it that way, and then take out all the vowels. <laughs> that's how you spell Chintography. Yes, it is confusing. You can complain to Maybe we can link them in the bio or something. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, no, shout out to him. Please, please. Um, He's a really good friend of ours, and he's been supporting our podcast. So, yeah, shout out to Chintography. Okay, so, what's our topic today, Ben? Today we're talking about apostasy. Apostasy. And, <laughs> and that, that, I think it was a big issue that, that happened in uh, just kind of Christian news. Uh, oh, it's not a type of pasta. Oh. 
Is it a pasta you see? A pasta. We'll insert cricket sounds. Okay, yeah, that's good. Crickets. <laughs> Add flag. Crickets. <laughs> but, um, although uh, that was a great joke, um, <laughs> it is, uh, it's been happening a lot in, in, in the Christian circle in terms of big news, big headline names, a lot of big name people. Mm-hmm. I've been going through apostasy, and what apostasy is, is um, people who uh, claim to have faith who then fall away uh, in some way or, or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, they claim that they were Christians, and then now they state that they're no longer Christians. Mm-hmm. So it's something that has been very big, and I think it, it kind of shocked the Christian world a lot. And I know a lot of my uh, Christian friends who have gone through that personally, and but also a lot of friends that are believers that are very heartbroken by just... Uh, rampant amount of apostasy that's been going on yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with some big name people sure yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah interestingly like apostasy like some people well i don't know in terms of defining apostasy like you said it's, it's when people fall away who, who claimed the christian mm-hmm. faith those who fall away um what other ways can we phrase that? Because it's not just people who just like, when we say fall away, it almost sounds like an accident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, I think apostasy also includes people who will just, who once believed it and then totally reject it, mm-hmm. like suddenly rebel against it. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe even people whose lives totally don't reflect what they're confessing, like mm-hmm. after making that confession of faith, uh, and then just live in the other direction. Yeah. And then in the end, they're just, they're just like, oh, maybe I just didn't believe that stuff in the first place at all, you know? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. I think the, the categories for apostasy like are much broader than just people who just uh, grow up out of it or something. Yeah, grow yeah, out yeah. Of it or something, definitely. You know, right. Like that's what because falling away. That's using the Bible a lot, um, but I would say that is just one way that the Bible describes the act of apostasy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even in terms of um, people's like different theological beliefs, that can some people may even believe that apostasy doesn't ever happen. Right. I think based on certain people's beliefs of Christianity and salvation, they may say, well, that's not even possible. Mm-hmm. Apostasy is not a, uh, a salvation that is then gone. But... Not true salvation. Yeah, not true salvation. Anyway. So... Um, do you hold to that, personally? I, I think I do. Yeah. But I, I think one thing with me would be... It would just have to be defined very like situationally and case by case mm-hmm. with some people who say they're no longer believers. Maybe it's just a time when, when they're quote-unquote falling away, where they're kind of drifting from Christian faith, but somehow God uh, works in their heart to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that we won't see until the end, like at the end of their life right. or whatever happens. Right. So People on their deathbed. Exactly. Maybe they live their whole life. Exactly. Yeah. So confession. Um, in that sense, I would say... Um, for me, my definition of apostasy is, is if people have true faith, then they won't ever lose it. And, and something will happen where, where, where they'll, they'll kind of refocus their lives on God. Um, people who go through apostasy in the sense that we have been seeing it, where there hasn't been that kind of response, I would say there's something about them where there isn't a true faith. Hmm. Um, of course... It's hard to make that kind of claim because I don't personally know their lives mm-hmm. and, and what they go through um, and how they came to faith, etc. Um, but just from a, a biblical standpoint, I would believe that that is, is what I follow in my, in my beliefs. 
for sure. Yeah. I think I, I, I feel the same way. I'm, I lean into that way uh, theologically in the sense that um, people who are saved and chosen by God, elected by God, um, God will carry them through mm -hmm. all the way to the mm -hmm. end. Whether or not they um, claim to be apostates, if they were truly elect, truly chosen yeah. by God, then at the end of their life, their final state will be in glory mm -hmm. with, with God. If, but of course, in their lifetime, they have to, quote unquote, come back to the ah. faith in order for that to happen. But, um, and if that's the case, then I would even say they weren't truly apostate, mm -hmm. even though some people say they weren't truly, it would be the other way around yeah. if you were an apostate. It's like, oh, they weren't truly elect or truly chosen uh -huh. or truly saved, uh, those kinds of things. So, yeah, so I lean the same way there. Um, and we have brothers and sisters in Christ who believe the other way, mm -hmm. who believe that you can just keep falling in and out of the faith, like you can stop believing and then yeah. things like that. And I want to say that their argument there is because we have so much uh, instruction in Scripture to continue believing, continue worshiping. Um, why do we have to have spiritual discipline? If, if God's going to save us anyway, if God's going to hold us all the way to the end anyway, why do we got to obey? You know, if I'm truly elect, that, that's just, it's just going to happen. It's God's prerogative. Um, well, how do you respond to people who, who say stuff like that? I think it's hard. Um, I think I think faith is something that I, I think as a pastor just kind of seeing a lot of Christians come into faith and even even being a Christian and, and seeing previous like friends like situations where I've seen people claim to be Christians like I, I, I was serving with the guy at a church and he um, claimed his faith that he was a Christian and, and we worked together in church um, but there was a certain life experience that happened with them where um, he just couldn't get over it yeah. and and um, it was a, it was an experience where every year around that time he would go through some sort of emotional breakdown mm -hmm. and rough. It, 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 it's so rough to see that but it was almost like you couldn't do anything about it to prevent that from happening to him so um, it, it, you, you start to question and ask like okay well what is your faith in that if it's rocked so hard by that kind of situation mm -hmm. um, what what was the true struggle that you're going through um, to the point where you can't uh, keep your hope in Christ um, oh. if you claim faith so I, I think it's it's tough and, and ultimately I think in the big picture we can we can try and do our best as, as believers and as Bible believing Christians and having our hope in Christ and when we see people who have faith trust that they're they're believers when you mm -hmm. see that in their actions um, but I think there is a, there is a sense of um, even we can't fully know and it's ultimately between God and that, that believer yeah, or that person sure. that individual so um, I think it, it's, it's tough I think you have to try your best to try to get a good hold of, of their own faith and, and who they are and try to teach them well and I think that's one thing I'm going through with our um, my church is that mm -hmm. Uh, we have a couple people who came to faith not too long ago, and they're coming from like a straight blank slate, like no previous uh, Christian faith at all, um, and and we're coming in trying to teach them and show them, and um, and I'm sitting there like, oh, all the all the ways I try to teach like people who've grown up in the church, I gotta I gotta break it down even more. Like I was talking to one of them, and he was um, saying how um, he bought a laptop, and um, I, I was talking about tithing and how that brings faith because we're trusting God with what he has given us by returning back and 
he was he was trying to he was he was very like nitpicking at, at like what that means and, and why tithing and and what percentage and everything uh-huh. and then he and then he mentions how he, he bought a laptop recently and yeah he he's trying to pay it back and he and, and later in the conversation he talked about how he divulged his, his desire and bought a laptop and I was like man like that could be you know like misinterpreted so so like in such a different way for someone who, who doesn't have that background and sure I think with uh, people who call claim faith can't just take that at face value of what you think that means you really have to dig deep and try to understand case by case understand and see how people came to faith and teach them well and i think that's the, like the only way to really handle it because um, other than that it's if you just keep assuming then you know I, I think it would be really easy to see what we might claim as apostasy at multiple different occasions in church because sure. you're just saying oh you call yourself a christian great and you just take it at face value yeah yeah, I mean, when I think about that question and thinking about how I would respond to a question like that, like, then why is there instruction in the Bible if God's going to just you know, carry us all the way through? Well, um, I think everybody, like, obviously we know, uh, we believe we believe what we believe because the, we believe that's what the Bible says, right? That God will hold us, he, whoever the Father gives me, I will keep them, you know, these are my sheep, they know my voice. We hear those things that Jesus says and we think, oh, okay. It seems that I'm, I, I can rest in Christ. Mm-hmm. I can uh, be secure in the salvation the salvation that he's provided. Um, the, the salvation belongs to the Lord. Yeah. All those things, right? Uh, and then when it comes to the instruction, it's just um, we see the goodness of that salvation he's provided. And we because our hearts are made new, we desire those things. We desire to obey because we love him, mm-hmm. right? We're not trying to, um, you know, trying to work our way into the salvation that God has already given as a free gift. Yeah. Um, and so for me, when I, when I think about the instructions he gives us to persevere, to endure, to be faithful, to uh, love one another, to give, to bless others, to encourage, build up, all those things, those are all for my benefit to grow in the Christian life, to grow closer to Christ and uh, to his church. And so uh, uh, those, those things are there to, and you know, there's, there's specific instructions. So, like for example, Hebrews is probably the you know the book in the Bible that probably gets mentioned the most because there is stuff about falling away and yeah. using those words and it says Hebrews three it says take care brothers lest there be in any of you an evil unbelieving hearts leading you to fall away from the living God but exhort one another every day as long as it's called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin for we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. And, you know, I can totally understand somebody reading that and being like, oh, well, clearly, um, I, I have to hold to that original confidence, right? But it's like, for us, when we're looking at it, we we can definitely, we see the things, we, we when we see the rest of the scripture, it's clear that, like, God gives us the strength to hold it all in yeah. the first place, you know? Uh, and so, yes, he gives us instruction, like, um, Jesus giving instructions to people he's here, like, mm-hmm. get up, take up your mat, walk, mm-hmm. you know, like, he gave him that, but he, but at the same time, Jesus says, your faith has healed you, like, he yeah. credits your faith, mm-hmm. so it's like a weird thing where it's like, it's a gift, but at the same time, he credits it, credits it to yeah. you, and so there is, oh, yeah, maybe there is some tension there, but like, you either have to live with the tension there of knowing, understanding that's, oh, my faith healed me. Uh-huh. And at the same time, understanding that, like, if I, I could not obey him if he didn't give me the will to do it, you know, Definitely. that kind of thing. So, 
yeah, I'm okay with living in that tension. I think there are a lot of um, theologies that try to make it work by um, adding some things here and there, but <clears throat> but living in that tension is really helpful for me because it it, allow, it humbles me. It kind of keeps me awake, wakeful, like to be able to say, "Oh, I'm totally secure." Um, but man, I gotta obey. I gotta I gotta do practice spiritual disciplines. I have to do this, otherwise, I'm not gonna make it. You know, yeah. um, I always it's a, it's a weird. Weird tension that I live in, but it um, it kind of keeps me sane, and it totally makes sense to me in a weird way. Like I think so, but that's what I think I would say if people were to ask me something like that. Yeah, I think I think even in in, in terms of <clears throat> scripture, there, there I think you know even as as pastors, one thing we do is we have to dig a little bit deeper too. You know, and when he's when they're talking about falling away and mm-hmm. um, you know in and. In, in faith and even in other situations is what does that really mean like what is what is the reason why they're bringing this up mm-hmm. and you can even make the claim that I, I believe some people would take the scripture and say when they stay falling away it doesn't mean it in the same way that we do mm-hmm. like it, it it might mean it more in terms of like relationships and in terms of being in the church and they've fallen away and, sure and it's not necessarily saying like they had faith and then they lost it right you know that's a good point so um, I think it's 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 open to interpretation, um, but I, I I do know that it doesn't always mean the same thing in scripture as might we might take it. So it's important for us to continue to dig deeper, continue to to, to search and, and understand what scripture is trying to say about these topics, so that we don't just go off of our own thoughts or things that we might have learned in our past. Um, and just just stick to those claims, or maybe something that we learned in youth group that we're just holding on to yeah. uh, even today. So I, I would say, like, if that is a question that um, is really on someone's heart, I would even say, just search it some more. Search it some sure. more, and I'll do some research as well, and then we can come and talk together about sure. that. That's immensely practical, yes. Um, okay. Who is, who would you say is the most famous apostate? Most <laughs> famous apostate? Yeah. I think it's pretty clear, but it's like you wouldn't think of it. I and I cheated. I I, oh, I like really? read something. I was like, oh yeah, totally, he's an apostate. But you wouldn't think of it right away. Really? For whatever, but it's so. It's like I feel so, like I'm overthinking it now. You you might be. Like I definitely did. I was like, man, who? But then it's like a duh when you think about who it. Who is it? Judas. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a total duh. Judas Iscariot. Judas, yeah. <laughs> totally. Followed Jesus, uh-huh. you know, throughout his whole ministry and then kissed him goodbye. Totally. Like, literally kissed him. <laughs> literally goodbye. kissed him goodbye. Well. I'm like trying to think of most modern, famous apostate, right? I'm there. trying to think of like modern day people. I'm like, <laughs> but I also got Marty Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, I, I think like we were talking about in the beginning, there are a lot of people that have been. Um, Come up right recently. What's this recent example? You have um, there's two big ones. There's um, uh, as you mentioned, Marty, mm-hmm. uh, and then also um, uh, Joshua Harris. Oh, Joshua Harris. Yeah. So kiss, he kissed Christianity goodbye. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to laugh about that. No, he he, he kisses marriage goodbye too. But um, so yeah, he he went through a lot. He, he wrote a best-selling book. Um, Kiss the Fresh goodbye. Age of... 20? 20? So he was really young. He was really young. And there's a lot of backlash because 
uh, the, the kind of concepts that he was talking about. I actually never read the book, mm-hmm. um, uh, but the concept I do know that the concepts that he talked about. A lot of people were very um, offended by it, or or they uh, in, later in their life they look back and say this was actually a terrible book and it was mm-hmm. not good for me. And in terms of my own viewpoint of myself, mm-hmm. my relationships of the opposite gender, so he actually went through a really hard time. I think he he ended up like taking back everything that he had said in the book mm-hmm. and, and kind of saying like that's not right you know like I, I, I he was kind of apologetic about it but he eventually later came out and talked about how he uh, was going through a divorce yep and that was you know that was hard news to hear as a Christian like you never want to hear a brother in Christ go through that kind of situation mm-hmm. um, so you kind of you kind of like oh man I feel tough for him but then he follows that up by making making a statement that he, he doesn't know what he stands in his belief anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he realized that, that, that as he wrote and the words that he said hurt other people. And mm-hmm. he actually pointed mainly to, the I think, the LGBTQ yeah. community. He apologized, apologized to them. To them and yeah. was very open to accepting them. And it was just a really interesting situation of... is I, My thoughts were also like, is he questioning not his faith because of Christian stance against homosexuality and well I mean he did make it pretty clear in his Instagram post that he's like looking at like knowing the orthodox position of Christianity mm-hmm. I cannot call myself a Christian he mm-hmm. did say that mm-hmm. um, so I don't know there was that I mean I really wish I knew you know what his what he went through what he's mm-hmm. been thinking about that caused him that like yeah what's funny is like three years ago maybe Three years ago, I was at a conference where he was the main speaker. Oh, really? Yeah, that was like three years ago. It's, cr- it's yeah. really crazy. I mean, it's just like, life comes at you fast. I don't know. And I don't know. Like, I mean, he may not have been a Christian then, yeah. but he just had been doing it his whole life, so yeah. he just did it. But who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why it's like so important, because he was in seminary mm-hmm. at the time, like, um, things I, like that. Like, it's really I knew he was pastoring, actually. Like, he was pastoring a church. Was he? Like, so I know that he was pastoring... For a long time, and that he, there was a lot of controversy with C.J. Mahaney and the church over uh-huh. there in, in, the, in the east. And then um, he stepped down for a bit, and then was, or maybe he split off. A, maybe that church split off. Yeah, or something. Split I'm not exactly, exactly sure. But then, um, and then, but then he went back to seminary. And I don't know if he was pastoring still at the time while uh-huh. he was at seminary. But he started going to seminary, um, and I don't know if he finished. <laughs> yeah. So it's an interesting situation with yeah. Joshua Harris. And Joshua Harris, and then. Um, like like we mentioned before, Marty Sampson, mm-hmm. who's a, a worship leader, uh, singer, writer, part of uh, Hillsong, mm-hmm. um, part of Hillsong song. Church. So we still sing a lot of his songs. Uh, yeah. What a beautiful name it yeah. is! Like a lot of people sing that. Yeah, uh, he wrote a lot of that older, famous ones. Yeah. Like when Hillsong United was like mm. at its peak. Like yeah, he yeah. helped write like oh, a Savior King. Like yeah. you know that song. Um, and, and Inside like, Out, like uh-huh. he co-wrote. You know, like all this stuff. Like, um, and then suddenly he comes out. He says all this stuff. But his his is really interesting. Yeah. Because of all his reasoning mm. that he had behind it, what a lot oh, of yeah. it was it was fascinating because it just kind of showed like the sort of maybe bubble he might have lived in. Like I'm not sure. Definitely. But yeah, but it was saying stuff like it was pretty controversial. You know. Um pastors are failing left and right, but nobody's talking about it. You know, like like what? We talk about it all the time. <laughs> and it's like there are like contradictions in the Bible that nobody's talking about. It's like there are scholars for the past five hundred, six hundred years who've been just talking about it. You know, like they devoted their whole lives to figuring out why this this Hebrew word is different in this manuscript yeah. than this one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. You know what Science. I mean? Like 
What's he that? Brought, he brought up science. Oh, yeah. He's like, science. It's real. Nobody's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically saying we're not talking about anything. We're not talking about all the things that we've been talking about. But I, so it just really, like, I was just, I was fascinated just because, like, where, where have you been? Yeah. Like, what have you not been reading that you think nobody's talking about these things? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really fascinating thing. And, you know, I think somebody, there was another band. God, Skillet. Skillet, that's right. The lead singer came out and was like, this is why we got to go back to the word, like, all this other stuff. Do they know um, who Skillet is? What's that? Do they know who Skillet is? Oh, I don't know. It's some, I don't know. Some Christian, some Christian Yeah, just Skillet's like, rock band. Like a, yeah, Christian rock band. Yeah, yeah. And um, not to be mistaken with Skrillex. Skrillex is a, yeah, EDM. Yeah. Yeah, he's got weird hair. He's white. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and so and then, but then Marty Sampson responded back again. He's like, yeah. he's like, well, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and 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 basically in that response, he was saying, you know, how do you? I don't even know you. How are you to judge what I'm? It's like, but you put yourself out there yeah. on one level, and then another level. But then he said, it's like, and I never said I actually felt fell away. Like he never. I think he was saying he, I never really apostatized, but he said his faith is on like the shakiest ground mm-hmm. it's ever been, and he just doesn't know what to think. Like he's yeah. just kind of in that place. Maybe he was just trying to be vulnerable. I don't know. But, I, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really fascinating. It was really. I, I think even the lead singer Skillet, he was um, even making the claim that all of these big social media influencers need to be very careful oh, yeah. of the things that they say and, and the claims that they make and the things that they write and that they really need to check their stuff and mm-hmm. because there are people that are following them that could be easily influenced by what they say mm-hmm. and you know that's really that's true like marty Sampson, like we said he wrote a lot of big uh, songs for hillsong and hillsong's a huge church and during this time when people are going through um, what people are saying, like, oh, I'm going through mental illness and these struggles and hardships and stress and anxiety and all these things, to then put that out there and kind of make it okay to sound like you're apostate. And right. you're then influencing all these other Christians. And I remember part of Marty Sampson's response was saying, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to influence these people. I'm just sharing my thoughts. And yeah. I'm just trying to be vulnerable, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. But then the question is still there then. Why don't you share your thoughts with in a closed session or, or people that sure. are close to you? Like, yeah, because you're clearly an influential exactly. person. You're in clearly an influential. I think if we look up his Instagram, we can find uh, he probably has way more followers than both of us combined. <laughs> so I think uh, when we look at that, you know, it's definitely something that's uh, a, a guy who has a lot of influence that is kind of using his platform, whether he likes it or not, uh, in a way that is, is very negative yeah it can be broke it can break down society and even, even Christian society and I think that was something that um, I was very much uh, like it, it's I think it's something even with like a lot of people who are just social media or, or social influences in general it's it doesn't matter if you're saying you're not trying to influence people or not but if you have that kind of following you need to be really careful yeah or just drop everything just Definitely. drop everything Definitely. you know don't don't use that don't 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 be that kind of person anymore and, and drop that influence and then maybe you can share when no one's really following yeah, you yeah, yeah. but if you're if you have all these followers you have to understand whether you whether you like it or not mm-hmm. you're gonna have this kind of influence and everything you say is gonna be examined by a microscope you have to be very careful yeah okay but yeah so I think Marty Zemson he um, I don't know whether he, he was truly apostate or not it was yeah. kind of like man like you really just be, just be careful. Oh. You, didn't, you don't need to. And you know, for them to ha- then retract part of the statement and just say like, oh, like I'm not really apostate. I was just sharing my thoughts. And when he got some pushback, I think that even that is telling. And it's kind of, yeah. 
like, man, like, like, apostasy is something that's a huge thing. Yeah. It's not something to be taken lightly, and it's something that um, you should really think about and, and, and take careful thought. And, and is this really something that I no longer believe in? It shouldn't be something that's just kind of shared just because I'm going through a hard time, you know, which in many, in many senses it, it is that. And um, I think it's just trying to be careful sharing our thoughts and yeah. um, just what it really means um, because I, I don't know if, I don't know about you but when, when I hear about friends that like fall away yeah it it's so it's so heartbreaking yeah I mean I was just about to ask you like how do you talk about that stuff do you know I mean if you I mean obviously you say you know people but like if somebody comes up to you and yeah. tells you it's like hey I had a friend who I thought was a Christian but they just yeah. told me they weren't anymore I grew up with him in youth group things like that like how do you respond to that how do you talk to them about that it, how do you deal with it yourself with yeah, the people you know yeah I think uh, for me personally I, I make it very clear uh, of my stance um, just to be very clear of, of what faith is and, and partially to encourage uh, the person I'm talking to because I think one question that always comes up in terms of apostasy or seeing someone fall away from church or the faith is can that happen to me and that's always a, a question that comes mm. up is, is can that happen to me can I fall away? Assurance. And I'm, I'm not sure about other other ethnic churches, but especially in the Korean church, you see a lot of people who are very, um, can I lose my salvation if I don't do the right steps? Or if I don't follow God in the right way? Can I lose myself? Is that something that can be taken away from me? Um, is that something that can be lost? Is it punishment? You know, is there, is there a punishment for my actions in that sense? Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of believers that have kind of gotten that sense when I've talked to them. And... I, I want to make it very clear to them that when you have true faith, that salvation can never be taken away. You know, that's something that you cannot lose. And I try to make sure that that's clear first and foremost. Um, and then and then just try to talk them through um, just how they can interact with those people. I think it's it's, it's sharing my heart that, that that is sad to see that. It's sad to see someone that was involved in church, maybe someone who's very active in church, and now no, no longer a part of it. Um, but hoping to see that... Um, that person would be um, maybe uh, restored in some way, uh, where um, the influence that that individual I'm talking to can be to them in terms of the Christian faith. You know, there's always, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different cases that happen. You know, churches can be the one that hurts people, that pushes them away, and um, you know, there can be individual, specific individuals in their lives. I know that my, for my dad, it's really hard for him to come to faith because he's heard stories of individuals uh, who just done stupid things in, in the name of Christ. And, um, he even has a, uh, there was a situation where there was an individual at church that was helping our family out with something, and they just were not, that, that guy was not a man of his word. And he just was fighting with my dad all the time. And he, the, the individual even came to my mom and said, I want to help you guys out because your husband's not going to church. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you want to help us out, but you've probably made it worse. No, no. So I think in those in that, in those cases, it's just trying to uh, call them to do what they can, to be a, a, to follow Christ and to show the joy of Christ and show how Christ is, is changing your life and do that as best as you can for uh, to be an example, a good example of Christianity towards the other person. And I think that's how, that's how I try to be too. Is It's not about me. It's trying to point to Christ. And even in my life, point to Christ in a way where when others see, their focus turns to Christ instead of me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never about following a specific believer. Because if we, if we choose to um, follow a believer in their faith, then of course we're going to stumble and fall in mm-hmm. some way. 
But if we're if our faith is truly in Christ and all and, and we can be good influences of pointing people to Christ, then I believe that um, Christ will work in their hearts to, to redeem them, to restore them, uh, to, to solidify their faith. Mm -hmm. in him. Do you think the biggest reason you hear for people falling away is like hypocrisy in other churches or Christians or something? Um, that's definitely one I see. I don't know if it's necessarily the main one mm -hmm. because I, I think people. I feel like that's what we hear the yeah, most. Probably people maybe say in mainstream. Yeah, 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 mainstream, and people will say it. Yeah. Um, I think I hear that a lot with non-believers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So you know, I think uh, like the examples in my life that I'm thinking about, yeah. the people in my life who I grew up with, like it's funny, like like we are, growing up in youth group, we all heard like that statistic of yeah. like I don't know how many. It was like. Like, you know, when you go to college, if you don't, oh, yeah. you don't keep up with your faith, like six out of ten of you or eight out of ten of you are going to fall away. So you have to, you know, dive yeah. in right now, you know. And what's crazy is, you know, I'll, I'll be with um, a friend of mine who, who's still in the faith and we'll look back and be like, man, our youth group became that statistic. Yeah. Like when we look at all our friends who kind of all just kind of gave up or just um, very nominal even, you know, about yeah. their faith. Um, so we're not sure about the state of their faith. Uh, even though we're still friends and we love them, it's yeah. just like it's crazy that like man, becoming a statistic sucks. Mm. Uh, and when we're looking at the lives of our friends who, and and for the people, for the specifically for the people I've personally talked to about why they, way, I think I could specifically point to sin mm. in their yeah. life, um, and that they never truly repented mm. of that, or they um, kept dabbling in, yeah. you know. Uh, and they'll and but the thing is they won't say it's because of that. Yeah, they'll say it's an intellectual reason. It's like, I can't believe the Bible anymore. Yeah. It can't be true. Like evolution, science, whatever. But it's like no, you no, no. You had sex with your girlfriend. Yeah, and you don't want to talk about it, and you want to you don't want to deal with it. You know, um, and you know, or it'll be like it's like hey, how's your? Wait, it's like ah, oh, it's whatever. I'm too busy yeah. with work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people something would be that it's just like worldliness. Yeah, yeah. you know, like following yeah. worldliness. We, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, man, like I remember sitting with you, yeah. praying with you, crying yeah. on the ground in repentance with you yeah. at like these summer camps. Yeah. And then now you're just like, all you care about is money and traveling yeah. and things like that. It's like exactly. It's wild, you know. And so I just never think, I, I like when people say it's an intellectual thing or if it's just busyness or whatever the case is. I it's it's really hard to believe. Like I almost can always just like. If I keep pressing yeah. enough, I bet I could find a moment in their life yeah. where they it, it just changed, it flipped everything for them. Where they um, thought it's like, oh, this isn't important to me anymore. It's like, no, it was actually really important to you at one point in life, um, and then something happened and it caused you to flip everything. You yeah. Know? Um, and so, yeah, and that's that's why it's so hard to call them to repentance. It's like, and but but the, the beauty that we have even in all of this is we have examples like Peter, mm -hmm. right, in the in the Bible who. Um, Supposedly apostle, you know, apostles are like denying Christ three times before, yeah. before the cock crowed thrice, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Um, and the beauty is that Jesus invited him straight, yeah. you know, back into yeah. his life, you know, like if you love my, or it's like if you love me, then love my sheep. Yeah, yeah. Um, just had breakfast with him, talked mm -hmm. to him, talked to him after his resurrection. And I think the the beauty of the gospel is that there's always hope, as long as it's mm -hmm. called today, salvation Amen. is offered, right? Yeah. Um, and I think I would encourage anybody who is going through that with a friend, a family member who maybe once part of faith and fell away, or maybe just maybe they just had an unbelieving yeah. faith, is to understand that like, hey, um, as long as they're alive and breathing, yeah, uh, and as long as the gospel is still true, which it will be in yeah. a thousand years, ten thousand years, it will still be true. 
um, there's always hope that uh, they can believe and that yeah. Christ can give them faith. So continue to pray, continue to evangelize, continue to be a good example. Um, yeah. It makes obedience all the more important, mm-hmm. you know, because they uh, disobey. But if you show obedience to Christ and enjoy, I think giving them an example of that can really uh, draw them near Definitely. Christ and let Definitely. them know that even though you're not perfect, that's you talk, sometimes you have doubts. Like yeah. I have doubts too, you know, um, that it can be worked through. And, um, there's all there's 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 time there's not definitely yeah Yeah. i I think it's really important and i think that's why the church is important yeah i think that's why good churches are important yeah i think finding um pastors and churches that are really uh, holding firm in the gospel and and um, not just in the gospel just sharing it but even even for people that have quote-unquote fallen away to, to seek to restore them and to um address those struggles those issues those sins and seek to really bring them back mm-hmm. you know and show them that christ will still accept them christ will still uh, you know invite them back with open arms yeah i think that's definitely um a narrative that might not be talked up talked about as much yeah but um it's definitely one that is uh, scriptural biblical and even uh, very gospel centered yeah yeah for sure for sure all right well that was a good meal yeah it was really good what time is it oh are we are we late oh my god oh, we're we back again Well, Ben and I are on our way back to the office. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed your lunch and our lunch and the conversation that we had. Uh, If you have any comments or questions about the conversation that we had, you can email us at ourlunchbreakpodcast at gmail.com or you can download the Anchor app. Uh, The Anchor app is where we are recording our podcast. Uh, There's a cool feature on there where you can leave uh, a voice message or a voicemail uh, for us so that we can listen to later and uh, we may, maybe we'll respond to it in a later episode. So please feel free to do that and uh, you're invited to lunch next week. So please join us next time uh, at our lunch break podcast. <laughs>